Hi, it's Pete Norstead here and welcome to another Trade on Sports and Focused on Football. Best in podcast, how are you doing, Jimmy? Excellent, thank you, mate. How are you? Very good, thank you. Very good. And uh, I think we'll start this week. We'll start this week with the uh, free service, just to let everybody know how that is going. Um, well, you've started this season magnificently, really, on the uh, you know on your selections, especially the League Two parts of the selections. Uh, you know, we're, you're now after eight selections plus four point zero five points. You know, you can't get you can't get much better than that. I'll take that, Peter. Thank you. Yeah. Matt on his NCAA, 22 selections plus 10.22 points. Wow. That's a, a, you know, a great start on that. On his NFL, he's got nine selections and plus 5.97 points. So that's a really good selection. Trade on sports after two weeks. Uh, week two, we went eight and six. So uh, now it's 18 Winners, no push, 12 losses. Is that on the NFL, Peter? Yeah, yeah. Do you I know don't... nothing about the NFL? No, no, we've said that time. A <laughs> little bit of a... I did say it was a tricky week on the podcast for myself. Um, I, I lost half a point, but after, you know, after uh, five weeks, plus 4.35 points, you showed positive territory here, thanks to Aston Villa. Uh, Good work, yeah, and you're now plus 0.33 points after five. So in positive territory. Now, when we're looking at everything on the pod, uh, this week I went four and a half wins, two pushes, two and a half losses. This is good, you know. The, the, this is the ratings. The ratings have gone 27 wins, five push, 13 and a half losses. That's wow. that's good. Yeah, you yeah you had a week this week. Three and a half wins, two pushes, three and a half losses. You've gone eighteen and a half uh, wins, six push, twenty one losses. Mm. So all in all, very good. All in all, very good. Yeah, not bad. Can't complain. Definitely on the the sort of the special specified selections. They are going gangbusters, as they say. But as as we know, picking a, a selection in every game is nigh on impossible to return turn a profit. So it's more of a case of do our thoughts align with those of the listeners that can give you a little bit of added confidence. But in terms of, you know, producing a profit, betting in every game, as we said at the beginning of the season, it's going to be tough. Yeah, but we shall see. It's, you know, I mean, if we combine our, our, our results, it's, 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 it's good. Let's, let's, let's see though. Let's see, you know. Yeah. Yeah, doing all right, mate. Let's keep yeah. grinding. Peter. Yeah. Right, well, we start off this uh, Saturday. Uh, interesting set of fixtures. Obviously, the European uh, weeks come in, and then you know there's there's a lot more Sunday matches. But uh, we start with Crystal Palace, Fulham. Uh, recent head to heads: Crystal Palace have won one. There's been a one draw. Fulham have won one. The line set at minus half a goal. Palace were minus half. Uh, one six drawn four lost none. Good, good record read to lose none uh, on a minus half goal handicap. Coming off a, a 3 1 uh, defeat away at Aston Villa. Fulham, when they're plus half a goal, again, not a bad record. Plus three, drawn one, lost two, come for a 1 0 victory at home to Luton. Minus half goal, 284 matches, 138 home, 146 away. My rating suggesting value Fulham. It's a, you know, I'm not sure about that one, to be honest. Well, there was certainly value on Fulham at the beginning of the week, Pete, because this line opened three quarters. And if it had held for any prolonged period of time, I would have been all over it. Um, 
I don't really see Palace, although they're a much improved side, Palace. I'm not really sure I trust them minus three quarters of a goal against anybody, let alone a, I won't say an established Premier League side in the shape of Fulham, but I think they're pretty solid Fulham. The thing that's stopping me from backing the away side here is, though, that when they play away to mid-third finishing sides, their last 23 games, and that's what I'm going to classify Palace as, a mid-third finishing side, so between sort of 8th and 14th, 15th in the league, they've just won 3 of 23. And that concerns me, because if, if you're taking out the possibility of Fulham winning the game, statistically, trend-wise, it's pointing to the fact that it's going to be really difficult for Silver's men to win this game, then I can't really side with them just plus half a goal. If I was getting three quarters, I'd be a little bit more tempted. I don't think, Pete, the outright draw here is the worst bet you can make around the nine to four mark. And I think for the purposes of the podcast, Pete, that's what I'm going to take. I'm going to be a little bit speculative and take the draw outright. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's that that's an interesting yeah, that and that's that'll that is uh, you know that'll be a, a, a good price as well. But uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I can't see, I just can't see Fulham winning this. Although I've got them as the value, I can't, I can't see them winning. And, and that's the problem. If you're backing them plus half a goal, and you, and you don't really think they can win, then you might as well probably take the the outright draw as the value side to play. Tricky looking game here next. Uh, Luton against uh, Wolves. Uh, both sides, you know, bottom of the table. Luton, uh, Luton uh, obviously not been plus a quarter of goal. You know, they've only played one game and that was against uh, uh, West Ham at Kenilworth Road. Coming off a 1 0 defeat away at Fulham. Wolves, where they're minus a quarter goal away, 1 4, draw 4, lost 2. So not a bad record. Coming off a 3 1 defeat at home to Liverpool. Again, I thought they played quite well in, in, in large spells of that game, and, and like, similar to like they did at Manchester United. Luton lost their last four. Wolves lost five of the last six. And both are in poor form. Plus a quarter of a goal, 320 matches, 96 home, 89. Um, Half wins, 135 losses. So 140 and a half plays 135. Small value, Wolves were racing, suggesting. Mm. I'm not sure I could take them on the road, Pete, as, as favourites. I mean, if you if you drill down into their recent stats and trends over the last few seasons, away to bottom half sides, they've gone 10, 8 and 10. So, you know, 10 wins, 10 losses, Eight half losses on this line. Under two and a half goals has gone 17 and 11 in those 28 games. Luton have lost every game so far this season. But as we know, they've only played one game at home, haven't they? So, yeah, yeah it's a slightly disjointed start to the season for them. And, you know, they've played some pretty sort of decent sides so far. You know, they, they did score away at Brighton. Newly promoted sides win 44% of games at home to bottom half finishing sides. That equates to a true price of 2.28, which suggests that Luton should be minus quarter of a goal favourites here. And you alluded to the fact about how well Wolves have played in certain games, Pete, against the better opponents. But they've found ways to lose those games. And as we always say, you know, average to poor teams find a way to lose games that they probably shouldn't. So, is that still what Wolves possibly are? So, I think the value here 
on the match line is still with the home side, but I can't take it because we haven't seen them win yet. I'm going to take a little bit of the unders, Pete. Under two and a half goals. I think Wolves will play it pretty cagely. Look to play and hit them on the break. Um, I don't see Luton having huge amounts of firepower at this level. So, yeah, a little bit of the under two and a half goals for me, mate. Uh, Man City Forest next. Uh, Man, there's only been one match uh, when Forest were up uh, last season and they lost 6 0. The line here is minus two and a quarter. City, uh, when they're minus two and a quarter, 1 6 drawn, 2 lost 2. So four of the, 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 the 10, they didn't win. They only won one of the six by uh, uh, three or more goals. Coming off a 3 1 victory uh, away at West Ham. Forest, they've not been plus two and a quarter goals away from home. Um, and they're coming off uh, a one-all draw uh, uh, at uh, home to Burnley. Man City won 17 of the last 19. We know what they're all about. Minus two and a quarter goals, 32 matches, 13 times the home side have covered it. Eight half losses, uh, uh, 11 uh, losses, so 13 plays, 15. You're not going to believe this after all these weeks of backing Forest, uh, ratings suggesting value Manchester City. Doesn't surprise me, Pete. Um, for me, on the match line, it's City or pass, even minus two and a quarter. Over the last few seasons, they've gone 44, four and two at home to bottom half finishing sides. And um, the over two and a half goals, uh, sorry, over three and a half goals, interestingly, bang on, 25 and 25. There's a couple of stats here that are sort of contradicting themselves or really just pointing in different directions. Those 50 games for City in this spot against bottom half finishing sides, and that's how I'm going to classify Forest because despite their decent start to the season, I don't see them better than a 10th place team. City have kept 30 clean sheets in those 50 matches. The goal line opened three and a quarter. It went up to three and a half and it's come back down against three and a quarter. The stat that's pointing the other way is now last season we lambasted Forest in terms of their attacking threat. Five games into the season, Pete, they've scored in every game this season. Now, I know they've allowed Brennan Johnson to go to Spurs, so their attacking threat might be diminished a little. I think this game and how you want to bet it really centres around if you believe Forest can find a way to score. If you can find, if you think Forest will score, then I think you probably back them plus two and a quarter goals and maybe take the over three and a quarter. If you don't, then you've got to look the other way. I'm, I'm a little bit torn, Pete, but now the goal line's trended back down to three and a quarter. I think I'll just take a little bit of the over. City could explode and, and batter them like they did last season, or they could just squeak out a 3-1 win. Either way, you'll cash your overs bet. Brentford Everton next. Uh, recent head to heads, Brentford have won one's been one draw, Everton not one. I, the, the line is uh, minus half a goal advertised at the moment. You can go minus three quarters. I've done my stats on minus three quarters. Uh, Brentford went minus three quarters, one, two, drawn two, lost one. One of the two victories were by two or more goals coming up. A, a 1 0 uh, defeat uh, away at Newcastle. Fairly. You know, I thought a little bit unlucky there. Everton, um, when they're plus three quarters, one naught drawn, two lost eight. Five of the eight were by two or more goals. Come off a one-nil defeat at home to Arsenal. I thought Everton were terrible, to be honest. No, you know, no ambition at all, really. Everton not one in five. Uh, minus three quarters, 215 matches, 73 home, uh, 57 half wins, 85 losses, 101 and a half plays, 85. Marais is suggesting at minus three quarters, value Brentford. 
minus half, it is value. So Brentford minus a half for me. Doesn't surprise me that's the way you're leaning, Peter. There's a preview going up on focusedonfootball.co.uk for this game from me. Um, I start it, though, Pete, my preview, by just talking about these two clubs and their trajectories. When I was a kid, who would ever have thought mm. Brentford would open minus three quarters of a yeah, yeah. favourite at home to Everton? And it's justified. And as you say, Everton were terrible against Arsenal last weekend. Now, the interesting thing here for me, Peter, and I know this line's gone back to minus a half, but last time out away from home, Everton were quarter of a goal favourites at Sheffield United. Now, we know Sheffield United aren't a great side, but has perception changed so much in the last couple of weeks that they should now open minus three quarters of a goal away at Everton? Sorry, plus three quarters of a goal at Brentford? I don't know. Did you see Monday Night Football at all, Peter? I saw a little bit of it. Did you see the Thomas Frank chat about his tactics? No, I didn't know. Fascinating. If anybody has access to, to go back and watch any of the clips on that, he is a fascinating coach. And you can see why Brentford are maximising their abilities under him. He, he really is switched on and takes any sort of tactical advantage. But the thing I want to centre on here is they, they were talking about how many goals they score from set pieces. Well, in terms of a team that will be set up well to cope with that, Everton should do all right with that because Dyche will get them very focused this week. I'm not convinced if the line flicks back to three quarters, which it could do, that I could trust Brentford to win by two clear goals. And I, and I think Everton can be trusted to be pretty damn resilient away from home. With that in mind, there is a bet up on focusedonfootball.co.uk for this game. For the purposes of the podcast, though, I'm going to take a little bit of the under two and a half goals. Right, next up, uh, Burnley uh, against Manchester United. This is at, at eight o'clock Saturday evening. Oh, wow. can't wait. <laughs> Recent head-to-heads, uh, Burnley 1-0, draw 1 and Man United 1-5. Plus three quarters, the handicap here. When plus three quarters, Burnley record, record reads 1-1, one, one, drawn 2, lost 3. Two of the three defeats were by two or more goals coming off a one-all draw away at Forest. Slightly unlucky there for Burnley, really. Manchester United, uh, when they're at minus three quarters, one six drawn two, lost two. Three of the six victories by two or more goals coming off a three-one defeat at home to Brighton. Brighton, you know what can you say about them? We, you know, in our podcast, we have you know. We're always I've, sort of opposed. Yeah, yeah, they have. Uh, plus three quarters handicap, 139 matches, 63 home, uh, 55 half loss, 71 losses. So that's 63 plays, 98 and a half. My race is suggesting value Burnley. I was a little bit surprised with, with that. But yeah, I'm going to go Burnley plus three quarters. But the only problem with that, though, is we've had, done this time and time again, haven't we? You know, Burnley at home to one of the better sides, they'll probably lose by a goal. Yeah. Um, that said, Pete, United aren't, aren't to be trusted, in my mind at the moment, to win by margin anyway. Mm. We saw last week they were priced up at minus a quarter at home to Brighton, which we thought, on paper, given the stats and the trends, incredible price on Man United. It wasn't. Can they be trusted to win by more than one goal in this game to fully win your bet? No, of course they can't. They're a very untrustworthy side. Five games into the season, they've conceded 10 goals, Peter. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, Luton, I know Luton have played four games. Luton have conceded 10. Wolves have conceded 11. Burnley have conceded 12. Fulham have conceded 10. The, the real top teams at the minute, Pete, Man City conceded three. Liverpool conceded four. Arsenal conceded four. Man United aren't a top team. They have huge amounts of problems. They go in away on a Saturday night to a, a tough environment in terms of turf more. The home crowd will really get behind Burnley. I mean, this goal is this goal line still at three? Yes, it is, yeah. Well, I've got to take the unders because that's a bit of a ridiculous line because you can see how Ten Hag will want to try and win this game. Keep it close, not give the home side any encouragement early on. Yeah, I like the under three goals, Pete. What's what's your thoughts on Manchester United? Just I th- I, do you think I think they should I, I think they should certainly stick with the manager this time. I don't I think I think they'd be silly to let him go. If, if oh, truthfully. definitely. I, I don't think Ten Hag's under any real pressure at all. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this again. It looks like a massive uh, job in terms of shifting players on and bringing players in. Yes. But we've we've yeah. said that for about three or four years in a row now. Yes, I think I think they should stick with him. I, I think it I think it will pay off. But like you well, say, let's be honest, we, we, talked last times. Week, we talked last week about the record at home under him. It's, it's incredible, really. It's up yes. there with Man City's yes. record. Yeah. They've just got to find a way to sort out their away form. Right, London Derby next, uh, two o'clock uh, Sunday. Um, Arsenal uh, have the better of this. They've won five. There's been three draws. Spurs won naught. Minus three quarters the line here. We're minus three quarters. Arsenal's record not brilliant. Won three, drawn four, lost three. Two of the three were by two or more goals. Coming up a one nil victory away at Everton. Spurs won plus three quarters. One naught, drawn one, lost three. One of the three were by two or more goals. Coming off a a 2-1 victory at home to Sheffield United. Very fortunate 2-1 victory as well. Spurs won last four, um, scoring at least two in the last six. So they've been scoring goals and winning games, Spurs. Minus three quarters, 215 matches, 73 home, 57 half win, 85 losses, 101 and a half plays, 85. My rating suggesting value the away sides, value Spurs. It's... I think it could be, again, that's a little bit like the Burnley game. I can see Arsenal winning this by a goal. Yeah, I think it's probably going to be high scoring, Pete. I mean, I've got a preview going up for Focused on Football for this game. I do think there's a little bit of pressure on Arsenal here, Pete, because there's the the perception that the tables have turned after Spurs dominating for a few years in terms of the league position. Um, there's this common perception now that Arsenal are the better squad of players. But to start the season, Spurs are above them in the table and... You know, they'll come into this game. The players aren't stupid. or You know, they, they see what the betting prices are. And the home fans will expect them to win this game. Now, Arsenal have won five of the last ten meetings of the size. But four of the last five and the last three played on this ground have all been won by the Gunners. Yes, on both teams, the score is on a 5-0 and run on this ground. Spurs always find a way to score at the Emirates. And, you know, they've conceded four times already this season. I think Fulham scored twice at the Emirates, didn't they, earlier on in, in the season. Um, and Spurs seem to have a little bit of momentum. You know, that you know we, we, we talked about how they, they scraped through against Sheffield United last time out. But they still found a way to score those goals. Richard Allison, you know, he's been lambasted by social media and the press. But could that be the turning point? He's a very talented, if not infuriating, individual 
I think there's a bit of pressure here on Arsenal, Pete. Like you, I see the value plus three quarters of a goal with Spurs. But like I say, check out the Focused on Football uh, preview. But for the purposes of the podcast, I'll take Spurs plus three quarters. Brighton, Bournemouth next. Uh, Brighton have won two. There's been one draw. Bournemouth have won one. Minus one and a half goals at uh, the handicap. Well, minus one and a half goals. Brighton's record reads 1-1, one, one, draw naught, lost one. They didn't cover the handicap on the victory. Come off a, a well, we've spoken about an excellent 3-1 victory uh, away at Manchester United. Bournemouth, uh, when they're plus one and a half, one naught, draw and one, lost seven. Six of the seven were by two or more goals. Six of the seven losses. Come off a nil-nil draw at home to Chelsea. Three or more goals being seen in Brighton's last six. Minus one and a half goals, 167 matches, 77 home, 90 away. What you know what I'm going to say? The value here is with Bournemouth. I'm going to go Bournemouth plus one and a half. Hey, yeah, well, I'm, well, I'm not going to be a stupid Pete, and I don't <laughs> say I don't mean stupid as I think it's a stupid bet, but I mean as in going against Brighton yet again. I'm going I'm going to take the overs here, Pete. Um, and my main reason for taking that is that over the last ten Brighton home matches, it's gone seven and three to over three and a half goals. Each game this season has seen four or more goals. But the thing that's making me want to back the goals here is that this season, both Luton and Newcastle have scored at the Amex. So Brighton playing in that expansive way, they create chances galore in games, but they do allow the opponents opportunities. You know, they've gone only 10-3-6 and six at home under Roberto De Zerbi, So they're not sort of, you know, bulletproof in front of their own fans. But I do think it will be open because that is literally the way Brighton play. So, yeah, give me the over three and a half goals, Pete. It's, I'm sick of taking Brighton on. But also, I'm not keen yet to lay minus one and a half with them. So, I'll take the overs. Chelsea Villa next. Um, I've priced this game up at minus three quarters. The line's moved into minus a half. Uh, Chelsea uh, 1-3 there's been one draw Villa 1-1 when minus three quarters Chelsea's record reads 1-4 drawn four lost two one of the four victories by two more goals they're coming off a 0-0 draw away at Bournemouth Villa when they're plus three quarters 1-4 drawn two lost four coming off a 3-1 victory at home to Palace three or more goals have been seen in Villa's last six Minus three quarters, 215, 73 home, 57 half wins, 85 losses. Uh, so one and a half, 101 and a half plays 85. My ratings were suggesting some very good value. Villa plus three quarters. I wish I'd have backed them now. But it's I, still saying the value is with Villa. So it'd be Villa plus a half. But if it was plus three quarters, that's a, 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 a very good bet in my opinion. Well, I'm still taking Villa plus a half. Like you, Peter, I didn't get on early enough and sometimes we talk about these line moves you know minus three quarters to minus a half and we, we're talking about fractions of sort of betting points aren't we moving yeah. across a line sort of like I don't know 1.82 to 1.86 or something this is a proper move Pete yes now you're looking at Chelsea here on the exchanges at 1.96 this is a proper firm minus half a goal line. And I tell you what, Pete, I don't know if it's too early to say Chelsea just aren't very good. Yeah, yeah. They're being priced up name recognition. You look at the sides in and around Chelsea, and they're only five games into the season, but they're beneath Fulham, Brentford and Palace. And I tell you what, I'm not convinced they're any better than them. And if you swap the team name to... Villa going to Brentford, Villa going to Fulham or Palace, 
this would be drawn, I bet, this this line. Or yeah. maybe maybe fractionally minus a quarter in favour of the home side. I can't have Chelsea minus half a goal against any side who I sort of quantify as being half decent. I mean, under Pochettino, they've only scored more than once in a game uh, on one occasion. And that was that 3-0 win over Luton, where for large periods of that first half, they struggled. Villa, 7-3 and 5 away from home under Unai Emery. Yeah. Give me, give me Villa all day plus half a goal, Pete. And I'll tell you, be honest, if this line was a quarter, I'd still be siding with Villa getting a little bit of a handicap start. Liverpool, West Ham next. Liverpool have been dominant in this fixture. They've won six, there's been one draw. West Ham won one. There's minus one and a quarter goals, the handicap. When minus one and a quarter goals, Liverpool's record will be one six, drawn two, lost two, come for a three one victory away at Wolves. Three of the six victories. Uh, sorry, on the minus one and a quarter line would buy two or more goals. West Ham, when they're plus one and a quarter, one one draw, not lost one. They didn't lose by two or more goals when they lost that time. They're cut off a three one defeat at home to Man City. Liverpool unbeaten in sixteen. As we said, they are now starting to come back in some decent form. Minus one and a quarter goal handicap. Ninety three matches, forty two times the home side covered. 22 uh, half losses, 29 losses, so that's 42 plays, 40. My rate is suggesting value with the home side. I was a little bit surprised to see the ratings come with that, but but that's what I'm going to go with. Well, this is a very intriguingly priced game for me, Pete. If you look at Liverpool's home record since the beginning of their last season, 15-5-1. They're 8-1-1 one one in recent seasons against West Ham. They've won five straight at Anfield. So you look at that and you think, crikey. What a great value bet this is, Liverpool. But then if you delve deeper into the head-to-heads, none of the last four wins at Anfield have come by more than one goal. For, for whatever reason, West Ham lose this game, but they don't lose it by margin. And you look at West Ham's record under David Moyes, absolutely dreadful away to top six finishing sides. One, two and 19. Wow. But but if you drill down deeper into that, only nine of those 19 losses have come by more than one goal. They always find a way to lose these games close. I, I, I honestly don't know which way to go here, Pete. I, I think I'm going to... I'll probably shoot myself later for doing this. I'm just going to side with Liverpool minus one and a quarter. Right, finally, uh, Sheffield United, uh, Newcastle. Uh, looks an interesting game. This uh, recent head to head, Sheffield United 1 1, Newcastle 1 1, plus one and a quarter goals again this, this match. Sheffield United went plus one and a quarter goals, uh, 1 0, draw not, lost three. Only one of the three were by two or more goals, coming off the 2 1 defeats. Uh, away at Spurs. Newcastle never been minus one and a quarter goals uh, away from home, coming off a 1 0 uh, victory at home to Brentford. Sheffield United conceded at least two in their last four matches, plus one and a quarter, 46 uh, uh, matches, 15 home, 18 half wins, 13 away, 24 play, 13. My rate is suggesting good value, Sheffield United. And I think I think that's a reasonable bet. Yeah, I'm going to regret it later, but I'm going to take it. I think the line looks wrong to me. Don't really think it should be anything more than three quarters in Newcastle's favour. I mean, don't get me wrong, they've got a decent record under Eddie Howe away from home. They've gone 13, 9 and 12, considering the transition period that they're in. Avoiding defeat in 22 of 34 under Howe is not a bad 
sort of return. Seven of those victories came by two or more goals. Newcastle have won three of the last four meetings of the sides, but the last time they met in the Premier League on this ground, it was Sheffield United who won the game 1-0 and no one, both teams to score, has gone 4-0 and in those four meetings of the sides. I just think sometimes you, you can do a lot of research, Pete, I often say this, you you dig around, you find things, you look around to find and justify a line. But at the end of the day, sometimes your gut instinct is right. You look at this line and you just think that, that that's that's not right. So I'm going to take Sheffield United here, mate, plus one and a quarter. And I won't right. like it and I won't even watch the game because I don't want to watch it. Um, but yeah, I sent United or, or get something from the game. I mean, what we haven't factored in, really, I well, we haven't mentioned, really, is obviously the European has started now. So, you know, this is going to affect some of the lines and some, isn't it? I think I think that possibly that Chelsea-Villa line, you know, is, is you know... the, the Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, you know, Newcastle had a big emotional trip um, yeah. to Milan to play AC Milan. Yes, it was an early kickoff on a Tuesday evening, but that's going to interrupt a work week, like, some of these Newcastle players will never have experienced before. And, and I don't see it as a positive going from playing a big emotional game in Milan, coming back to, to Bramall Lane, a tight, intense environment under pressure. Let's go for best bets. Then it's, you know, as always, you know, it, 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 you know, difficult finding the ones. I, I'm going to go for two this week. I'm going to go one point Brentford minus a half uh, against Everton. I think, to be quite honest, I think Everton, are, I thought they were poor at Arsenal. I, I can't really see them scoring and I can't see Brentford not scoring. But I'm going to go one point for that. But I'm going to go two points, Sheffield United plus one and a quarter at home to Newcastle. Oh, well, I'm taking Sheffield United for two points plus one and a quarter. Oh, and then that's, also, oh, go on. Well, that's the first time it well. We've both gone two points on that one. I know. It's worrying, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And then my other bet, despite the line move, Pete, I've, I've gone back and forth on this, but I do use this a lot, this name swapping of teams. And I've got to take Aston Villa plus half a goal for one point. I know the line's moved in from three quarters of a goal, so we're not getting the best of the line. But at the end of the day, I don't think Chelsea are very good. And I think Villa are... I think they're probably comparable sides, maybe even Chelsea and Villa. I may even have Villa slightly rated a bit above them. And sometimes home advantage in these games doesn't help because the home fans will be expecting Chelsea to play on the front foot, expecting them to go forward and and win the game. But I'm not convinced they're that good. So, yeah, I'm going to take Villa plus half a goal for one point. Right, so we've got, let, let's have a look at this then. We've got uh, focus on football this week. Jimmy's got previews of Brentford, Everton, Arsenal, Spurs, Tranmere, Accrington and the Milan, uh, sorry, the Madrid derby. Um, also, he's got a best bet, uh, his normal League Two bet coming in, inbound. Uh, so please join the free service there. It's a good bet this week. In fact, like I say, so he, and he's done a good run, so hopefully... That'll carry on, but uh, please, yeah, go over to focusedonfootball.co.uk. Super. Yeah, right. good, good stuff, Peter. Yeah, best of luck, everybody, anyway, for the weekend. Best of luck, everybody. Hi, it's Pete Norstead here, and welcome to week seven of the Premier League betting podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? 
Not too bad, thanks, Peter. If my voice sounds a bit croaky, it's because I've been shouting at old man David Moyes last night when I watched West Ham beat the Imps 1-0. And you were saying, weren't you, this 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 weekend, uh, Lincoln are playing uh, Cheltenham and uh, you didn't realise Cheltenham haven't scored yet this season. That's oh, incredible. It, it truly is incredible. Nine games into the season and Cheltenham haven't scored a goal because normally you'd find a dodgy penalty, an offside that wasn't given or, you know, anything. Some You always find a way to score in nine games. Well, they will do on Saturday because yeah, yeah, well, well, it's isn't it? Yeah, well, that's what I thought when Peterborough played them. I thought it's, it's bound to be this week. But yeah, they're, they're going to they're gonna thump somebody three or four nil, won't they? It's, it's inevitable, isn't it? Yeah, probably us on Saturday afternoon. Talking about good thumpings, uh, one of our selections. <laughs> well, we thought Sheffield United plus one and a quarter was at quite good value at home to Newcastle. I think we needed what well, we'd have needed plus seven, wouldn't we, to have got yeah. Half, yeah. half win? Yeah. I mean, let, let, let's have a look at, I'll, I'll go through, as, as usual, I'll go through the services. Uh, your service with, with, with your football selections. You know, pretty good start. Ten selections plus three point zero five points. So that's thirty percent, isn't it? 30 yeah. Thirty percent ROI. Yeah. Yeah. Matt's uh, uh, after thirty-two selections on the NCAA plus seven point nine one. Oh. On the NFL, fifteen selections plus four point zero seven. Um, I haven't actually got my NFL. The NFL last week, I think I went something like. I think it was eight losers, six winners. Um, Looking at the podcast stats, I'm plus 1.35 points. Obviously hit. I had two losers last week. Hit by that Sheffield Newcastle. And you were hit again by Sheffield Newcastle. And you're minus 0.66. However, however, on the the weekly, you know, every selection, you went seven and three last week, which is good. Now you're 125.5, push six. Lost twenty four. I went four and four point five losses. So that, that that was my first losing week last week, and I went thirty one five and eighteen. So pretty good. Yeah, doing all right, ticking along nicely. A lot of numbers there you threw at me there, Pete. My head's spinning. <laughs> yeah. Well, I well, I always sort of uh, you know we can I I once a week I put these uh, results on Twitter and then people can see. Uh, how we're doing and that and let, let's transparency people yeah that's what we need full transparency and here we have uh well we're starting this week with uh, aston villa against brian a good a good looking game actually uh recent head-to-heads villa have won three there's been no draws brighton have won one when off scratch brighton's record reads one three drawn three lost four and they're coming off a one nil victory away at chelsea chelsea Start the season very poorly, in my opinion. Brighton, when then they're a scratch away, one five, drawn three, lost two, kind of a three one victory at home to Bournemouth. Brighton won five of their last six, and three or more goals being scored in their last seven. Scratch 251 matches, 80 home, 80 uh, push, 91 away. My race is suggesting some small value villa. It'll be a, an interesting game, this, I feel. Really interesting game, Peter. And um, Brighton are the darlings of everybody at the moment, as we all know. And it's interesting. And I've got a preview up on focusedonfootball.co.uk for this game. Um, It's interesting because both of these managers have been around for about a year now in Premier League terms. And the, the, the public perception is that Brighton are 
you know, excelling and doing incredibly well. But actually, if you drill down, Unai Emery's got a better record than Roberto Di Zerbi over the last sort of year or so. They're getting more points per game, Villa. But I think the media perception and all the chatter of the pundits is, I mean, how great Brighton are. And this, and they, don't get me wrong, they're a very good side, as my bank balance will tell you, and not, not for the good reason. Brighton started this week, favourites on the scratch line at 1.80. Well, that was last week, so 1.80. By Monday, they'd gone out to 1.91. And I'm just checking now, Pete, they're about 1.98. So it's been quite a sizable move against Brighton here. Um, Villa have gone 5-2-1 and one when the sides have met in recent seasons. And they've won four straight when the teams have met. And that does coincide with Brighton really improving. So Villa 11-1-3 at home under Emery. They've only lost to Arsenal, Leicester and Liverpool. I think the value here is on the line, is with Villa. And as you know, preview up on focusedonfootball.co.uk for this game. But I do like Villa off of scratch here as the value. Bournemouth Arsenal next. Uh, recent head to heads. Bournemouth the 1 1. There's been two draws. Arsenal have won three. Plus one, the handicap here. Bournemouth went plus one. 1 2, drawn one, lost seven. Five of the seven defeats were by two or more goals. Coming off a 3 1 uh, defeat away at Brighton. In fact, Bournemouth now not one in 10. So it they're struggling a little bit. Arsenal away when minus one, one eight drawn two lost naught. Five of the eight will buy two or more goals. Come off a two all draw uh, at home to Spurs. <coughs> Plus one handicap, one hundred and eighty five matches, sixty three home, fifty three push, sixty nine away. My rating suggesting the value is with the Gunners. I can't see them not winning this game. To be honest, it's a very interesting line, really, Pete, because you make two key points there. Arsenal, you can't really see them not winning the game but Bournemouth they've not won yet this season but they tend to be in most of the games don't they yeah yeah and you know they've got three draws from six games can you see them sort of maybe nicking a draw here maybe I mean Bournemouth are one of my favourite teams to bet on but it's for that very same reason that they keep games close and they tend to get relatively large handicap starts on teams. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how Arsenal react after leading twice against Spurs and failing to take all three points. The goal line has come down a little bit. It opened three and a quarter. And at that level, I was about to dive in and take some of the under. It's now popped down to three. Um, I still probably think the value might be with the under there, Pete. I could probably see Arsenal winning this game, maybe 1-2-0. or two nil. Right, so you're going to go unders there? I'm going under three goals. Next up, Everton-Luton. I think an interesting line here, minus three quarters. Everton were minus three quarters. 1-7 draw, not lost three. Four of the seven by two or more goals. Coming off a very much needed 3-1 uh, victory away at Brentford. Who did they beat in the League Cup the, during the week? I can't remember now. Who? Everton. The, the, I remember. Keep going. Keep yeah, going they're, in the next, they're in the next round anyway. I know that. Luton, when they're plus three quarters, one naught, draw naught, lost one, come off a one all draw at home to Wolves. Luton yet to register a win. Uh, minus three quarters, 218 matches, 73 home. 57 uh, half win, 88 loss, so 101 and a half days, 88. My rating suggesting the value is with the away side, but, ooh, you know, it, it's, a, it's a difficult... I think Everton possibly turning a corner, I don't know. Turning a corner? What have you been watching? <laughs> I don't know. No, I mean, you are right. I mean, it was a good result for them. Um, and I'm still struggling to find... I'll find do. it. 
I'm page. sure that I'm sure that they... oh Villa. Villa Villa yeah Villa last night yeah so I was cheeky at the beginning of this week I got a little bit of uh, plus one on Luton at the beginning of the week on Monday it was plus one first thing Monday morning by the tea time it had trended to minus three quarters. Everton aren't trustworthy in this spot. Over the last few seasons, we always go on, Pete, don't we, about Everton's great record at home. You know, you can trust them. Um, you know, Fortress Goodison at times. Against newly promoted teams, Pete, over the last five seasons, they've gone 5-2-8. and eight. That's a pretty poor record for a team that's supposedly really difficult to break down on home soil. Only three of those wins came by more than one goal. Now, I take on point, on board your point about Everton maybe turning a little bit of a corner. That was a big win for them last week against Brentford. But can I really trust them laid more than half a goal? No. Even though this line has trended down from one to, to minus three quarters in Everton's favour, I still think there's a the value side would be probably taking Luton. But I would actually rather trust this to be a low-scoring game and take the under two and a half. Next up, Manchester United against Crystal Palace. Uh, United have got a decent record uh, at home to Palace. They've won five, <coughs> drawn one, lost two. This is minus one, the handicap. Where minus one, Man United's record reads one, six, drawn three, lost one. Three of the six victories were by two or more goals. Come up with a 1-0 victory away at Burnley. Crystal Palace, uh, when they're plus one, 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 drawn three, lost six. Four of the six were by two or more goals. Come off a nil-nil draw at home to Fulham. As I said, Man United, they've got the, the, the grip over Palace. They've won the last four in all competitions. Minus one, 285 matches, 111 home, 75 push, 99 away. My race is suggesting value Palace, but it, it, it's, it's again, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough one, I think, this one. Another game where you can probably see the home side winning by one yeah. goal. And yeah. United, back in United, minus one is a brave bet for any person to make at the meet, at the moment. We'll go back to what we said before they played Brighton last time out at home. United, incredible home record. Seven, sorry, 17, three and two at home under Ten Hag. Only five of those games, Pete, have seen four or more goals. That, that to me, says that United are churners at the minute. Now, they failed to score in just two of those 22 games themselves. But again... I think this could be a low-scoring game. This United team do not rip anybody to bits. We know how Palace will look to contain, slow the game down, break it up where possible, play for set pieces. I think the under two and three quarters is a, is a pretty, pretty good bet here, mate. Next up, Newcastle-Burnley. Uh, recent head-to-heads, Newcastle won three. There's been two draws. Burnley won none. Minus one and a half goal. Newcastle have only been minus one and a half goal once uh, and they drew that game. They're coming up an 8-0 thumping uh, away at uh, Sheffield United. A good good performance that by Newcastle. Burnley, uh, when they're plus one and a half, one not drawn, two lost eight. Five of the eight were by two or more goals. Come for one nil uh, defeat home to Manchester United. Burnley lost five of their last six uh, and they're also losing by... Uh, by the half-time, full-time method in those defeats. Minus one and a half goals, 168 matches, 78 home, 90 away. Uh, so it's uh, suggesting uh, the plus one and a half goals is good. My race is suggesting value with the away side. And, you know, despite that 8-0, I'm going I'm to go with that. Well, it doesn't surprise me that your ratings suggest the value is 
with Burnley. I mean, if you look at Newcastle in recent seasons, similar to Everton in a way, um, they've just gone five, eight and two in recent seasons against newly promoted sides. Now, I know that's obviously losing a lot less games than Everton have in this spot, but they're still losing on the handicap line here. Um, they've kept just two clean sheets in the last 10 outings in this spot. And yes, they are different now, this Newcastle outfit. But historically, they've conceded goals in this spot. So then if you've got to then try and navigate a minus one and a half goal line on top of that, as, as well as conceding, it's going to be it's a big line for the home side to cover. And yes, Eddie Howe, they've been brilliant for him at home. 21, 10 and 5. But if you break that down into the handicap, only 10 of those wins have come by two or more goals. So, effectively, they are 10 and 26 on this minus one and a half goal line in front of their own fans under Hedy Howe. So, yeah, I agree with you, Pete. The value here, as difficult as it is to take, especially after a team's just won 8-0, that's often the best time to oppose them. Yeah. I'll take Burnley plus one and a half here. Here's another one. West Ham, Sheffield United. Uh, recent head-to-heads. West Ham are 1-1. One, one. There's been one draw. Sheffield United not one. The, the the line minus one and a quarter. West Ham <laughs> haven't been minus one and a quarter since 2016 when they beat when they lost to Swansea 4-1. So they lost at home 4-1 to Swansea last time they were minus one and a quarter goals. Uh, coming off a 1-3-1 defeat uh, away at Liverpool. Sheffield United when they're plus one and a quarter. 1-1 one, one draw not lost to both of the Defeats by two or more goals coming from an eight nil um, defeat at home to Newcastle. Three or more goals have been seen in both Sheffield United's and West Ham's last five Premier League matches. Uh, minus one and a quarter, forty three home, twenty two half loss, twenty nine loss. So that makes forty three plays forty. My rating suggesting value Sheffield United. I, I and to be quite honest, I think it's a reasonable bet. Well, off the top of my head, Peter, I'm guessing maybe Mikel Antonio might be the only person in a in a claret and blue shirt this weekend who may have been involved in that game against Swansea. So I'm <laughs> not really sure how much credence that sort of stat brings, but I know it adds a little bit of colour to the podcast, people. But I tend to use that more in terms of West Ham aren't familiar in this spot, are they? No. They're going into a game where the supporters will be looking at the betting coupons, the players will know what the prices are, thinking, oh, we should comfortably win this. But West Ham aren't the kind of team that can run the score up against teams at will. So I think it's going to be quite difficult for West Ham to win this game by a comfortable margin. Now, it is a good spot for them. They're an overall 16-2-4 against newly promoted sides under David Moyes. And at the London Stadium, they are a very strong 8-1-1. I'm amazed this line actually hasn't gone to minus one and a half, Pete, given the public perception of Sheffield United following that demolition. I think there's... I can't really see many casual bettors or even punters who use the metrics you know, the, the XG and all that sort of stuff that can have any confidence to back Sheffield United plus one and a quarter on the back of that 8-0 defeat. I think if you're going to bet this game, you may want to bet West Ham early and probably wait for the price to drop because I'm I'm sure by kickoff this price is going to be a lot shorter. Pete. They're 1.48 at the minute. I'm convinced that will drop down to maybe 1.4 by kickoff. I can't see where the money's going to come from for Sheffield United, can you? No, that's that's the thing. No, you can't. 
Yeah. It, it, it... And if you want to back Sheffield United, I think you're best off waiting as late as possible because what possible news can come in that can really drive the price on Sheffield United down? Nothing, really. Yeah. Um, for, so, for the purposes of the podcast, do you know what, Pete? I'm just going to have a little bit of the over two and three quarter goals. Wolves, Man City next, uh, plus one and a half goals. Again, I was a, a, a little little bit surprised with this. Um, recent Etez, Wolves <coughs> won one. There's been one draw. Man City have won three. Wolves, when they're plus one and a half, they lost the game. They've only played one and they, they lost by two or more goals. Indeed, and indeed, I think that was against Manchester City. Uh, they're coming up for one old draw away at Luton. Uh, City, when they're um, uh, minus one and a half goals, one eight drawn, two lost naught. Six of the eight victories were by two or more goals. Gone for two nil victory home to Forest. Man City won their last six, plus one and a half goals, 81, 41 home, 40 away. Marais is suggesting value of the away side, Manchester City. I'm a little bit surprised at that as well. Well, I'm going to take it, Pete. I'm all over Man City here. I'm not sure how we can oppose them away from home against the seemingly bottom half finishing opponent. Just looking at the stats, Pete, last 50 games away to bottom half finishing teams. And I think that's where Wolves will be. They've won 42 of 50. That's 84% of games. If you drill down into the Asian line, they've won 58% of those games. So 29 of the 50 by two or more goals. When they've played recently, City have won six straight only one of those victories came by just one goal. They always win and cover against Wolves. Don't really know how, don't really know why. It's just some teams have the Indian sign over to other teams. And it appears that Man City, I mean, Man City have the Indian sign over a lot of teams. But in this instance, they win and they win by margin. And you look at Wolves, you do. I, I do think they are seemingly improved in the attacking third this season. But Man City are just a different level, Pete. And they, they rested, well, everybody in the week, didn't they, in that game? So, yeah, give me Man City all day, minus one and a half here, mate. Spurs, Liverpool next. Recently, I said Spurs won one. There's been three draws. Liverpool are on four. Plus a quarter goals, the handicap. Uh, Spurs won plus a quarter. One, three, drawn two, lost five. Come for a good two-old draw away. Arsenal thought it was a good game, actually, the North London derby. I thought Spurs played very well. Liverpool um, won minus a quarter. One, six, drawn two, lost two. Come for a three-one victory at home to West Ham. Liverpool won 12 of the last 15. They are back in form now. Plus one and a sorry, plus a quarter goal, three hundred twenty-one matches, ninety-six home, ninety uh, half win, one hundred thirty-five loss. That makes one hundred forty-one, one hundred thirty-five. This is a such a tight game for, as far as my ratings are concerned. The smidgen of value is with Liverpool, and it is the smallest of value. Uh, but that's what I'll go with. It's it, it's a tough game this to d- decide. I think this could go either way. If I'm not bluntly honest. Yeah, I think the draw might not be the worst. No, no. This game, I think, um, as you quite rightly say, the North London derby was very entertaining. And I think it should give Spurs fans a lot of hope for the coming season. And it's quite incredible, really. Um, are Spurs better than Liverpool at the moment, Pete? I don't know. No, I don't I know. Think, I think you can make a case that they're very comparable. And if so, then this line's wrong. Now I don't think I don't think we can dismiss the head-to-head meetings because what is it eight eight two and zero oh, yeah yeah over the last few seasons 
Over two and a half goals has gone eight and two. Yes, on both teams, the score was hitting nine of those 10 matches. I think all of those stats and trends and the way the teams we've seen so far this season play suggests it's going to be a really open and attacking game. I know last week we cashed on the uh, focusedonfootball.co.uk website um, with the overs in the North London derby and that was the over three and a half goals. Wouldn't surprise me if we see a similar outcome here, Pete. I can't see any side keeping a clean sheet. I think it's been a really entertaining game. Um, But again, wouldn't surprise me if it ended all square. So I will take... The draw outright, Peter. Not not Forest versus Brentford. This is on Sunday afternoon. Strange time, this isn't it? Two o'clock. This is kicking off, uh, which is, is quite strange. It must be. Oh, it's a Ryder Cup, isn't it? Is that the reason? I would have said so, wouldn't you? Oh my god! <laughs> Sorting kickoffs out for bloody blokes sitting a ball with a stick. Mind you, though, I think it will be sort of sorted by then. When it two till four, that game will be on. It, I, I suppose they Sky will want the the, the eyes on that, won't they? Shambles! What a shambles! <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Forest versus Brentford. Yeah, recent Ed Ted's it was a draw last season. This game's off scratch. Forest off scratch. One two drawn two lost one. Come off a two nil defeat to Man City. Brentford one one drawn three lost four. Not great really away off scratch. Come off a three one defeat at home to Everton. Two or less goals have been seen in Forest's last three. Scratch two five one eighty home eighty push ninety one away. Marais is suggesting some good value Brentford. I, I think that would be the one that I would go for. Especially after coming off that loss, I don't think Forest have been as potent at home, you know, since the start of the season. So, yeah, I think Brentford could be reasonable. And they've lost Brendan Johnson, who's gone to Spurs, and I don't think we can dismiss how big of an impact he used to have in that Forest attacking third. Now, this line of scratch it opened Brentford one point eight two, and they were looking like they were going to trend down to minus quarter of a goal favourites at one point. But last weekend's results have seen this price shift out to 1.88 by Monday morning. And now as we record this lunchtime on Thursday, they're 1.90 off of scratch. Forest leave them in the table, though. And we know Brentford are a resilient side. Even when they lose games, they tend to lose them narrowly. You always get a good run for your money when wagering on them. Well, probably bar last Saturday against Everton. Goal line open, two and a half. It's now two and a quarter. I think this is going to be a similarly... Low scoring game pay, a bit cheeky here. I'm going to take the draw again outright here. I wouldn't surprise me if this game ended either goalless or one apiece. Finally, uh, the West London derby Fulham against Chelsea. Recent Etes Fulham are 1 1, Chelsea are 1 2, plus half a goal here. Uh, Fulham went plus half a goal, poor record really. 1 1 draw, not lost four cup, a 0 0 draw away at Palace. Chelsea went minus half a goal, uh, 1 4 drawn three, lost three. Coming off a 1-0 defeat at uh, home to Villa. Chelsea not scored in their last three, plus half a goal, 140 matches, 72 home, 68 away. Morace is suggesting value Fulham and decent value Fulham as well. I, I, again, I'm surprised at that. What, what, why are you surprised? I just don't. It's, 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 it's the, again, you're going to say name recognition. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am. Yeah. I mean, since the beginning of last season, Pete. Chelsea have gone 5-5 and 11 away from home. Their wins have come at Villa, Bournemouth, Palace, Everton and Leicester. Does does that record suggest, unless you take in name recognition, that they should be a half-goal favourite? No, it, no, it doesn't, does it? Not at all. 
Oh, I mean, the line opened at minus a half. It actually trended to minus a quarter at one point. But money seems to have come back in for Chelsea. And I said last weekend that Chelsea aren't very good. And last weekend's events against Villa, not that losing to Villa is a disgrace anymore because they were a very good and well-organised outfit. But the fact that they were so heavily favoured on home soil against Aston Villa and then disappointed, I'm shocked that this line didn't open a quarter and trended towards scratch rather than the way it is. I mean, Chelsea still have a better squad of players than Fulham. So at some point, there will be value on Chelsea. But I don't think it's at this price point. I almost thought we were going to get there as it moved to minus a quarter. I thought, oh, do you know what? If we get to sort of, you know, minus a quarter at odds against or maybe even get to scratch, maybe there could be some value on Chelsea, but it's doubled down and gone the other way. I've got a preview out on focusedonfootball.co.uk for this game. Again, Pete, I think plus a half a goal. I agree with you. I think Fulham are of the value side. But like I say, I do have a, a selection on focusedonfootball.co.uk as well. This is another, well, it, 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 again, it's a toughish week, isn't it? I, I, I'm certainly not going to be going on any two pointers this week. Uh, I'm going to stick to one point. But however, I, I'm going to go for three selections. I'm going to go Brentford off scratch away at uh, Nottingham Forest. I'm going to go Sheffield United plus one and a quarter goal away at uh, West Ham. And I'm going to go Arsenal minus one away at Bournemouth. I'm having two selections, both for one point apiece. I'm taking Manchester City, the reigning champions, minus one and a half goals. And then I'm also taking in the Manchester United against Crystal Palace game, I'm taking the under two and three quarter goals. Yeah, I'll tell you, those are for one point, are they? They're both for one point, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it, a it, tricky it, week. Nothing appeals to me greatly, I have to say. No, it's 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 very tricky. It, it's yeah, I, you so know. In those that's... instances, on these tricky weeks, Pete, what I tend to do is, who do I not want to regret losing money against <laughs> at the end of the day? And sometimes you'll back a certain team who you know aren't very good, and then if they don't win, you think, well, what have I backed them for? On these weeks, back in Man City to win a game. Yes, in this instance, by margin. Even if they don't, it won't be a bet. I don't think that I'll look back and regret. It'll be interesting having a look, won't it, at the uh, you know the two teams yesterday that were involved in that eight nil. I, I yeah. fancy that I fancy the the losing side and opposing the winning side. I think it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Yeah, definitely. I think that's always because you're buying low and selling high. And again, going back to just my point I just made there, if I say back to Luton plus three quarters of a goal this weekend, now I know I'm not getting the best of the line. No. And then Luton lose. I'm just going to kick myself, aren't I? Yes, it, it, I think that's a that's one of those funny lines, isn't it, that they try and tempt you in with. I, I think Everton will attract some money. Well, yeah, I think they will. I think there will be some money going on that minus three quarters. They will. Um and it, I'd say it's, it's often like you just want to if you're in if you're in doubt, back good teams to win, or back bad teams to lose. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes there's a good price point for backing bad teams. I don't really see many of those opportunities this weekend. No, and as you say, I mean, like I say, the 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 the, the Spurs Liverpool game, you just can't. You, you you don't know, do you, with Spurs? I th- I thought they were really good uh, at, on the at the Emirates. I, I don't know what you thought. 
Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a, a really good game. And just while we're chatting, Pete, I'm just going to do top six v top six. Just bear with me. I just want to see what the uh, what the draw percentage is. Uh, not great, actually. No, but they, they t- the, the, the reason for all that, the teams tend to want to win the game, don't they? Yeah. And yeah. so they, they they put more, you know, more into it, don't they? But, but then again, then again, the, the North London derby ended the draw, didn't it? So it did. Yeah. Yeah. We shall see. Anyway, uh, we shall be back next week and um, good luck, everybody. Best of luck, everybody.